I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something. It went red for a second. That's crazy. Oh, just because you were really excited. Yeah. About Sam Rockwell. The Gong Show or whatever, I guess. Sam Rockwell is really good in the movie. Hello. Okay. Um, that's good. It's a fun watch. And there's he also hosted the dating game or produced the dating game or something. Okay. And they have a clever bit where the two bachelors on the dating game or, or the three bachelors are George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. Okay, that sounds good. In funny 70s outfits. That's about it, though. I mean, Maybe I, George Clooney isn't even in that scene, but whatever. I have heard from straight people that Sam Rockwell is a really good actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why from straight people? Because those are the only ones who talk about Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's weird. Um, another thing I noticed of straight people reviewing Rogue One, they were the straight men were the only people who pointed out Ben Mendelsohn as Orson Krennic, the director of like Death Star Plan Planet. Mm. Um, they were like Ben Mendelsohn, he's so good. I'm like, who are you looking at in this movie? They're like, oh, a white middle aged man. He's the best character we have here. Who's Ben Mendelsohn? He's no one. I don't, they're just, he's like a character actor. Is he the one, I think he showed up all of a sudden and he was in everything all at once. I think so. But he was, he was the one that like was talking to the CGI goblin of Peter Cushing mm-hmm. um, about Death Star stuff. He was in Dark Knight Rises maybe? Who knows? It's Ben Mendelsohn. I think I'm, he was in some Netflix show. I think I'm thinking of the same guy. I know, but and look, he was like all over the place, and I was like, "This guy's not good. He's just there." Mm-hmm. But he's I was just like, so bland, he's so good. Yeah, but yeah, no, just all the straight podcasters were like, "Ben Mendelsohn's really turning in a great performance," and I'm like, "Are you not seeing Diego Luna and yeah. Riz Ahmed and everyone else in this movie?" Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's my take on this. My hot take on heterosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Heterosexuals like Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> yes, they do. That's you know that stereotype. <laughs> what happened? Is the podcast over? Is it bothering your eyes? That's amazing. I don't know where that bag came from. Yeah. Sorry about the mess. Okay, are you ready? I think I am. Okay, we'll find out. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hi, Brennan. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, How old are you now? I'm still 23. Oh, okay. Is that Does it make you sad? No, I just thought maybe you'd aged a couple years since I last saw you. Oh, like, th- was this a bit? Did I, that was did a I, bit. Did I step <laughs> on it? <laughs> oh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot how jokes work. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um... Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us during our holiday break, in which I purposefully did not give an end date, but the end date is now. And today. <laughs> Welcome back. Brennan, when did we decide, when did we, decide we were going to do this podcast? About 40 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then I drove over, and now we're here. Yeah. This is spontaneous. It's yeah, fun. which I think will bring up some energy. So mm-hmm. how was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. Great. Food was good. That's the most important part. Yeah. You went up north? Is it the most important part? I think it's the people. Is it, though? <laughs> For me, it was. I okay. was seeing family I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, and I did see a bunch of cute pictures of Jack. Yeah. I also saw you sharing that Facebook post from when you were on the news, and Jack was, there was a close-up of Jack, and oh he looked God. really just desolate and sad. <laughs> oh, it's the saddest. 
<laughs> he looks so sad. He's just staring off into space. Yeah. It would have been sadder if you could see his hand in it because he had just, um, he had like a cooking mishap and he got really badly oh, burned no. on his hand. So he had this big bandage on his hand. <laughs> and I had oh. to take him on an airplane while he had that bandage oh. on his hand. And I was like, I, he, I didn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor It wasn't Jack. me. Anyway. Well, anyway, that's good. I'm glad you had a good holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, my Thanksgiving was fine. I worked on Thanksgiving. Cool. Um, which was great because mm-hmm. working retail is the best. But also, a lot has happened for me mm-hmm. between now and then. I started writing a weekly column mm-hmm. at a website called Ghastly Grinning. Cool. Which is a like pro-positivity horror website that a friend of mine started. All right. And my column's called The Horror Sommelier. Oh, and I like that. Thank you. I look at like all the movies coming out in theaters that weekend. And oh. then I pair it with like an older horror film to watch as a double feature with mm-hmm. those movies. Yeah. Which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. And my choices have been very obvious so far, but who cares? Mm-hmm. It's a fun, like, think, pro- thought vehicle. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. And also, spoiler alert, I just got hired to be a monthly columnist at Dread Central, which is, like, a really cool horror website. Um, they called me out of the blue because I have a friend who works there who recommended me. Cool. And they're you like- have friends? I do. That's it's awesome. really surprising. But apparently I do. I was shocked as as shocked as anyone. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be starting a monthly column. Mm-hmm. I agreed to do it and they agreed to let me do it. That's but great. I don't know what it's going to be about yet. Okay, I'm so guessing horror. Uh, yes, it's about <laughs> horror, but not specifically. I don't know, but keep an eye out for that. Okay. On my uh, Twitter, I guess. Yep. At It's Raining Brins. Cool. So uh, what, what columns are you working on, Dave? I'm working on a weekly column. Uh, called uh, He's looking how at his to, hand How to be a dad That's nope. not, You should do that That'd be so bad It would be so bad Here's what I did today It's Saturday I picked up my son And then I fell asleep on the couch While he played video games That seems pretty accurate yeah. though Yeah I mean It's very authentic It's a real on the ground look <laughs> At parenting Yeah Oh also There's a new show on the network On the Pod People Network Oh Um it's co-hosted by my good friend Ryan Larson and his good friend B, and they talk about slasher movies, and it's cool. called Keep Screaming. So check that out. Yeah. On podpeople.me. I don't think we introduced this podcast, but this is Cast Party, dummos. <laughs> yeah. Listen like, to I don't, I don't really understand why people introduce podcasts, because like you, it's not like a podcast happens and you're like, what is this? <laughs> it <laughs> like, doesn't fall in your doorstep or anything. Yeah. It's not the radio where you're like, wait, what am I listening to? You You have to like. Like where you have to sandwich the song before and after with what it was. Yeah, you have to like click on the thing. You have to say like, I want to listen to this now. Yeah, this is your fault. You clicked on us. Yeah. <laughs> you should know what you're in for. But this is Cash Party, a freewheeling pop culture podcast. I am Brennan Klein, multimedia mogul. Mm-hmm. I'm Dave Bloom, drama teacher extraordinaire. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. <laughs> We got to get back in the swing of things. We sure do. Oh boy. Okay. So, what's our topic today, Dave? That um, we really planned out greatly yeah. in advance. I have 18 pages of notes. Good. That's the usual, and that's 18 pages in 40 minutes. That's yeah. I'm pretty that's low for you. Yeah, I know. I do write a lot. Um, <laughs> you write a lot of columns. <laughs> I do. They're really tall. 
<laughs> I don't have room for that. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we were going to talk about is the new Avengers Infinity War trailer. I believe yes. that is. Yeah. Because that just came out. Oh, I listened to the episode that you recorded with Jack about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And I gave some brief comments about the movie before mm-hmm. I ran your thing. But that episode was so cute. <laughs> I do want to submit that maybe Jack should replace me as co-host permanently. I, I think he'd be pretty up for it. I don't know if I would be, but yeah. not because I don't like Jack, but I don't want to lose you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. But, I mean, we both do end the podcast when we need to pee, so that's something <laughs> so we have in common. amazing that everyone I do this podcast with is like, I have to pee, so we're done. <laughs> Basically. My favorite part is that I think it's 30 seconds before he says that, where he ends the podcast. I'm like, I think we should wrap it up. And he's like, no, I, know. I have more to talk about. And then I'm like, okay, so let's keep going. Okay, it's over. I have to pee. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right. He just, it needed to be his decision. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Avengers Infinity War trailer came out today on yeah. the day we're recording this. Yes. Have you, did you watch it? I watched it twice. <laughs> oh, okay. So you yeah. liked it or you were like, um, I watched it the second time character? because I watched it the first time at work and I was a little distracted and then I watched it again because I knew we were going to be talking about it. Okay. How did, Scar- how did Scarlett Johansson be blonde? What happened? Um, You see... A uh, black widow mm-hmm. went to the land of. Oh, what? I wish I knew more about comics. Yeah, right. Is, Sakaar, this like a, is it a big thing that she's blonde now? I think. I think what's happening is that all of the Marvel actors are mm. getting enough clout that they can put things in their contract, mm. which is why Thor got a haircut in this new mm-hmm. movie because Chris Hemsworth had two stipulations. Yeah. He wanted to film in Australia, so he didn't have to leave his home. Okay. And he wanted to get a haircut because he hated his Thor wig. Right. So, like, I bet Scarlett Johansson was like, I want to be blonde. Yeah. And I'm going to sing a song in this one. <laughs> or I don't know. That'd be cool if there's that just a karaoke great. scene or something. And she has an album. She sings. Yeah. It's fine. It's there. It's, it's music. It exists. She does a cover of The Last Goodbye by whoever sings The Last Goodbye, and it was all right. The one's like, kiss me, please kiss me. Kiss me out of desire. Baby, 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 know me at all. But imagine Scarlett Johansson doing it instead of me. She's worse. I can't possibly imagine could, that. Your voice is so perfect. I mean, it is, but it's not Scarlett Johansson's voice. It's not Scarlett Johansson's. Okay. So that was the thing that jumped out. That's the dumbest observation that anybody could have when watching a trailer this big. I was like, wait, why is she blonde? She's supposed... I mean, second dumbest is what everyone on my Twitter picked up on, Mm -hmm. which is that Captain America has a beard now, and we are all here for it. Yeah. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Is that supposed to be a surprise or something? Like, is that a big deal? I don't know. People need beards. Yeah. And I agree. I think Captain America is too clean. Yeah. I do think that's the point. Oh, yeah. This is going to be like edgy Captain America. Oh, of course. Um, He's just, he's too perfect, and I want him to have something that shows he's a human being. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I'm I'm just now that we're talking about Chris Evans, I'm like, when is he gonna get a project that really shows him off? Because I feel like there's a movie star in there, but he just hasn't gotten anything other than the Captain America movies, which are like pretty well, good. They keep him busy, and Captain America is such a boring character. It really is. That's the thing is like, I feel like he could be so much more fun to watch. I feel like he got more 
boring the longer these movies have gone on. Yeah, well, because his movies especially have gotten more and more serious, and yeah. his are the like political ones that are about yeah. something. Yeah. Winston yeah. Churchill, I don't know. Because <laughs> um, he's about America, and America is falling apart. So his mm-hmm. movies are falling apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. Basically, or did this trailer make you excited for the Avengers Infinity War? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm worried it's gonna be. An, I'm worried it's gonna be Age of Ultron Part Two. Where okay. It's just like, well, when are they gonna be fun? Why is it so serious? Okay, it's either yeah going to be just the most incredible thing that's ever graced screens ever, mm-hmm. or a huge disaster. And mm-hmm. either way, I think I will enjoy it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. It's there's so many damn characters. That's the thing. That's what's gonna be so challenging mm-hmm. and fascinating about yeah. it. I'm like. Literally, how are you going to do this? It has right. to be two and a half hours long, minimum. Right. Maybe three. Yeah. And, I mean, there's been movies that were two and a half hours long that I, like, was in on every moment. Yeah. Not every movie that's two and a half hours long. No way. I mean, like, the Marvel movies have not set a precedent for being short. No. <laughs> um, But this one, literally, just for each of the characters to walk in and say hi, that's like 20 minutes. It is. It is. I have a, I have another question. Did Black Panther come out? Yeah. No, that's okay. coming out in like February. Okay, that's right. It's coming out right. Yes. And then Avengers: Infinity War comes out in May. Okay, that's close. Anyway, anyway, um, a couple of things I'm excited for. Yep. Well, one, not excited to watch Thanos go around collecting all the Infinity Stones to put yeah. in his magic glove. Yeah. Although. Yes. One of the Infinity Stones is inside the head of that character Vision. Yeah. Who I hate. Mm. And I'm hoping he explodes or something. I don't think he will. But that would be so cool. I feel like I saw a shot of him in the trailer where he's kind of human. Where he's not all green. He's purple. Did I so purple? maybe you're thinking of the Hulk. That's Bruce Banner. Played by Mark Vision Ruffalo. Vision is green. I he, mean purple. I mean there's like colors. Purple red. Purple red. Thanos is also purple red, but he's the one that looks like Jay Leno. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm up on all the characters. I just forgot what color Vision is, I guess. Well, because he does not matter. He's so boring. He is so boring. Well, and him and Scarlet Witch have too much power. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so overpowered that it's not interesting whoever they battle. It's like, yeah, they could win. My least favorite moment of the trailer was... uh, Whatever her name is, Olsen. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Olsen's face looking up at him. There's a moment where they're like deeply looking mm-hmm. into each other's eyes, and I'm like, phony baloney. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not, not another romantic thing, please. Well, okay. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But also, um, Thanos, the big, big bad blue Leno. Yeah. Um, he, his CGI looks dodgy. It looks real, yeah, and I was real disappointed. They were like, and here's Thanos. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> really well lit. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of hope that they just haven't finished rendering the CGI, which does happen in trailers sometimes. Yeah. But also, he looks like something I made out of Play-Doh when I was six. Yeah. And also, I was very bad at Play-Doh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would just make, like, snakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's good at Play-Doh, but... I feel like my mom was oh, when she was a kid. Man. She's very good at everything. Yeah. Way to go, mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, w- it was very like 
it's a very unimpressive like here comes Thanos, this character that's been teased for all these movies, and then he he's like, "Hi, I'm here," and I'm completely CGI, and I'm just kind of yeah, here. I'm, I'm look kind of amorphous and like, and I'm putting bedazzles on my Michael Jackson glove. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Well, yeah, the, I, the basic problem with the Avengers is you've got all these people with superpowers, and that's really a fun idea. But there's got to be something that's, like, so big that they all have to get together to fight. And when you do that, you just end up with, like, chaos. Like, Oh, yeah. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. No so, matter what. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, question. Did yeah. you see Justice League? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. That, then we'll talk about that later then. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's a DC movie, except they tried to be Marvel this time. And it's very clunky, mm-hmm. but I liked the Flash. Yeah, he seems cute. No, it's fine. Yeah, um, I like that actor. He's good in that. The perks of being a wallflower. Yeah, the wallflower movie. He's good. In that. Yeah, he was, he was a good flower. And <laughs> he was in. Oh, he's in uh, Trainwreck too. Was he? Yeah, he plays the super young guy that uh, she takes home, and then his mom comes in. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I remember his terrible haircut in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh yeah, that was a mess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you haven't seen it, so let's not talk about let's it. Let's not talk about um, it. I'm. I mean, we were planning on seeing it while we were up north, and there was like, who are we going to see it with? And then it was also like, do we really want to go see a movie right now? Yeah, like we're hanging out with family. Yeah, it kind of became a thing. So maybe, maybe we'll see it. Okay. Maybe we could get Jack on again to talk about Justice League. Yeah, I think that'll be a good one. Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah. No promises, but we'll see. I mean, Batman is his favorite. Was his favorite superhero. Where did he... I don't know where he puts Batman now. I don't know. I feel yeah. like he's been shifting it all around. <sighs> yeah. uh, if, the, if the last episode was any evidence, you're like, <laughs> wait, since when have you liked this person yeah. at all? Hulk? You're, he's up there? Ow. Just because he was good in that movie. All right. Um... What other uh, movies are coming out soon? Okay, I have a list of the movies because I knew we were going to transition. We're going to be talking about the upcoming holiday movie season. Yeah. Um, Well, this episode comes out after the weekend of December 1st, but that's fine because that weekend's super boring. (laughs) Mm. It's uh, Wonder Wheel, which is a new Woody Allen movie, Womp Womp. And then... the Disaster Artist opens limited, but it expands on December 8th. That's exciting. That movie is the James Franco's adaptation of the true story of the making of the bad good movie, The Room. Yeah. Where he plays Tommy eccentric Wiseau. millionaire Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just posted on Facebook. I found the, the what is it? Um, Honest Trailers or whatever that is. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And that is like, I feel like instead of talking about it on our podcast, we should have just been like, watch that because it sums it up so perfectly. <sighs> it's so good. Though. It you got to watch the whole movie always. <sighs> um, the disaster artist has inexplicably gotten awards buzz from its premiere at South by Southwest, <sighs> which will not come to fruition. No. I can promise you that every article is like this little indie gem that just might land James Franco and Seth Rogen at the Oscars. First of all, no, no. Second of all, Seth Rogen is in like three minutes of that movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I saw it 
straight up a year and a half ago. That's crazy. At a preview screening. Mm-hmm. So it, I assume it was substantially changed since yeah. then. I would hope it was because yeah. it was kind of bland. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. Yeah. Um, But I do think they shot a lot. So maybe it's a totally different movie. So I'm just talking yeah. out of my ass at this point. Um, But no, it's... It'll it'll deliver what it promises. It is fine. I, I hope so. I mean, I just, I, I, I just want to see them show us how that movie got made. That's yeah, and that, that is, it is what it is, and it's good. Uh-huh. I just, like, I love the book so much, um, and that book is very much a horror story, <laughs> and the movie is not that. Yeah. The movie um, seems like it's, like, it's an American dream. It definitely is that. Yeah. Um, my advice would be go see it and also read the book and also um, watch the room. Yeah. I really liked when you were reading the book and you would just text me ex- excerpts from yeah, it. Yeah, little fun facts I about loved it. his life. Oh, it's so fascinating. His cargo shorts or cargo pants or whatever with all the stuff in his pockets. Yeah. It's fascinating. And he would like dye his hair every morning so it'd be like streaks of black everywhere. <laughs> oh, and he had a built himself a private bathroom on set and didn't let anyone else use it. That's awesome. Oh, anyway. Um what a that weekend's really boring too. I Tanya comes out, which oh, is right. um, we talked about that. Did we? Yeah. Oh we did because you were Tanya teaching Harding. me the story about Tanya Harding. Yeah. Okay. But then I think that next weekend oh yes. The next weekend after that is December fifteenth, which mm-hmm. brings us Star Wars yeah. Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah, it's a pretty big movie. It's kind of big. Oh, that movie. I don't. What's funny is it almost doesn't feel that big because Star Wars movies keep coming out. But yeah, like it's an annual tradition at this point more than it is like yeah. a surprise. It yeah. hasn't been ten years since the last one. Yeah. But it has been two years since we've seen these new characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about these new characters. Like, I like them all, mm-hmm. give or take a uh, Captain Phasma or whatever. Which she, one are- she's the Stormtrooper one oh. with the chrome helmet. And mm-hmm. it's like, why did you hire Gwendolyn Christie? <laughs> right, yeah. Get, can we develop this character? Why? I do think she takes her hat off in this one. Yeah. I like that you called it a hat. Yeah, a stormtrooper hat. <laughs> stormtrooper outfit. Yeah. Her ensemble is very chrome. Um, but yeah, anyway. I know. That was such a, like, when, there were a couple things in that movie where it was like, we cast this person, and then you have no idea. The the um, Lupita Nyong'o. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh she was As, that tiny alien. Yeah. Maz Tanaka or something. Yeah. Like, why? Why did you? Why? <sighs> yeah. And so that's what that's what that is. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of new people in this one, too. I don't know. They're, every movie this year, it's just going to be like, how many people can we cram into <laughs> a movie? But like, how we, many plot? Oh, what's that? What? Something happened on the computer. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Okay. Um, That's a totally separate thing. Oh, good. The recording is still alive. Yay. Um, but yeah, so they added a bunch of people for this one. Laura Dern is going to be in it mm-hmm. with uh, purple hair, mm-hmm. and I am totally okay with that, mm-hmm. although I don't know what she's doing there. Yeah. Um, but I love Laura Dern. Apparently, there's like a lot of rumors on this IMDb, IMDb page I'm looking at, mm-hmm. but Benicio Del Toro is supposed to be in it, and mm-hmm. like some one other person. Veronica No. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, there were a lot of fun little 
like famous cameos that you had no idea were happening in the in the last one. Yeah, I'm excited about those. But, but they added when, like three major characters and like yeah. how? Cuz when Daniel Craig made his guest appearance in the in uh fan nope. Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. <laughs> um I was like, dodged that bullet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh man, I I recognize that voice. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? And then later I found out who it was. And I was like, oh, that was so good. Yeah, that is pretty. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it, was I he? believe, as something. Probably another stormtrooper. Some sort of like, hey, alien over there. of some kind. Yeah. Kevin Smith got to say something. Did he? Yeah. That's nice. I I mean, say what you will about Kevin Smith's movies. I mean, he'll say it, too. He makes fun of his own movies, especially lately. Uh, but, I mean... No one was really talking about Star Wars anymore. And then he kind of made that a thing where, like, it was movies about people talking about Star Wars. And it was like, oh, it's okay to talk about these things because we, I mean, we really didn't. You know, I was right in that age range where I was like, one of the little kids that Return of the Jedi was marketed towards. And mm-hmm. we were like obsessed with Star Wars. And then you got to an age and it was like, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it became this thing where, like, all those people that were secretly loving Star Wars, you know, in their parents' basement or whatever, were suddenly allowed to love it again. And I kind of feel like he was part of that. Like, he was part of what made it all come back. But Yeah, and that's kind of liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so are you excited for Star Wars Episode Eight? I am. I am. I'm maybe most excited to see more of Mark Hamill's crazy theatrical Flamboyant. Acting. Yeah, because I rewatched that scene after you mentioned it a, a couple months ago at this point. Where he takes the hood off? His like hand flip as he <laughs> takes the hood off. It's so over the top. And He's on screen for one second and manages to be so over the top. It's so great. And he's given all those really like gravity lines. He's like... Mm, yeah. I was fooled once by someone with this level of power. Not again. That's cool that you gave him an accent. Yeah, that's how he sounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's English now. I'm pretty good at accents, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah. Accents and impressions are your speciality. Mm-hmm. I hope we just keep bringing this back, <laughs> this little bit. Um, but yeah, so Mark Hamill, what was I saying? Oh, excitement. I'm yeah. ex- Mark Hamill, not so much. Um... Uh-huh. I'm Carrie Fisher. I'm excited to see her again. Do we know how like, that happened? How she's in the movie? She finished filming before really? she passed away, as okay. far as I know. So I don't think her character will be touched. Okay. I assume they will write a Charlie Puth song about her over the credits. Um, <laughs> um, she'll drive away in the Millennium Falcon into the sunset. You have to stop. I'm, I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> but, so um and Wiz Khalifa will play a stormtrooper. No, no but way. um so no but but one thing that does make me uh like I I'm excited to see her one last time. Yeah. Genuine genuine emotion there. Yeah. But also all of the like featurettes and trailers that I have seen for Star Wars Last Jedi, they always have one shot of Princess Leia and it's her staring off into this distance mm-hmm. really solemnly. Yeah. And I'm like can we just see her doing stuff? Yeah. Because this, I know it just feels so grim because mm-hmm. we know she's no longer with mm-hmm. us. Like I want to see a princess Leia doing princess Leia things. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the last time we get to see it. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just like, 
I know what you're doing. Yeah. Behind the scenes feature it. Yeah. But anyway. Um, okay. So here's my thing. Okay. The entire time I watched the force awakens and ever since then, anytime I see Daisy Ridley, I'm like, who does she remind me of? And I still can't figure it out. And I even looked it up. I was like, who does Daisy Ridley look like? And it was like, Kira Knightley. And I was like, not I at all. I feel like that might be true. Natalie it's Portman. Not, it, uh, nope. Um, okay, let me, I will, I will keep Recently, thinking. Recently, I had a theory that it might be Kate Beckinsale. I have literally no idea what Kate Beckinsale looks like. Mm. And I'm, I've seen movies with her. Yeah. Um, it's like Daisy Ridley reminds me of somebody. And it's like a very, it's like. There's certain shots where I'm like, oh my god, she looks exactly like somebody in a movie. Okay, that I can't put my finger on, I've and it's got it. Frustrating, yeah. Kate Blanchett, there it is. Mm-hmm. Not She's at all. so hot. She's so hot. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I I think I got it. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. You did it. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. I was so happy that Jeff Goldblum was in that movie. He was that, perfectly cast in Thor Ragnarok. But I just. As I was enjoying his performance, I was thinking, Brennan's going to hate this. But then I, you kind of liked it. He did do a... He, I'm not going to attribute anything to him. Mm-hmm. He was well cast for that role. Mm-hmm. That role needed a Jeff Goldblum, and I, he Jeff Goldblumed it. I've never understood the Jeff Goldblum hate. From, wait, from what anyone. You, it comes from does all it, directions. Does it? Because yep. I feel like I'm the only one. No. Because I live on the internet, and the internet has made a thing out of him. Yeah. Like it likes to do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know that at one point I was talking to another drama teacher and we were talking about different methods of acting. And he said, like the one that I prefer, he was like, I hate that. And I was like, what? And then when I taught some of the stuff that I knew to my class and he saw it, he was like, oh, I really like that. And I was like, you said you hated it. And he's like, yeah, I just thought it was like all Jeff Goldblum stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even understand. How could you teach anyone to be like Jeff Goldblum? His whole thing is just stopping and saying, uh, and stammering and having really big hands. <laughs> that is his trademark. <laughs> his hands he's constantly so waving his hands in front yeah, of his face. And like, look at this. <laughs> his hands are so big and they're always in the shot. They kind of are. Yeah. Um, no, but the thing, because, yeah, that is a really valuable facet of acting. Mm-hmm. Like, b- having your character find their words mm-hmm. is something that is really realistic. He just does it so much. Yeah. He beats it into the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you know what these lines are, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's what happens. Th- I mean, that was Jimmy Stewart's excuse is that he said he couldn't. He was trying to remember his lines. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so uh, okay, we, we're talking about Thor again. How did that happen? I don't know because it's so good. I lo- it was I really loved good that movie. I wasn't given much of a chance to talk about it in case. Oh, if, I don't know if you noticed that on our podcast. I asked him questions, then every time I talked, he interrupted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, but uh, yeah, it, I really liked that movie. So, um, I, it's like one of my favorite types. That kind of movie where there's just like. Not a whole lot of serious in it. It was just like yeah. fun, but it kept and, moving and yeah. Um, and Korg was really good, like you mentioned, the yeah, rock monster character, Korg. and that was played by the director Taika Waititi, who's yeah. so funny. He really is. He's so good. I need to watch more of things we do in the shadows or whatever that movie is. Yeah, I never, I've, I haven't seen it, and I want oh, to. We should watch it together and we should live podcast it. 
Uh, should we do that after this recording yeah. on a we'll Wednesday just sit night? And watch that. I don't have to. I don't have anything else to do. Anyway. Okay. Um. But yeah. So Star Wars. Star Any Wars. or anything else you wanted to say about it? I'm looking forward to it, and I think I t- said this on a previous podcast. We have a nice tradition of the day after Christmas we go to a Star Wars movie, so we'll be able to continue that. Okay, that does sound that sounds fun. Yeah, and I, I, I'm excited to see Oscar Isaac again. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Ryan Johnson, the director, they gave him a whole trilogy of spinoffs to make because they liked him so much. So mm-hmm. that's going to be unnecessary, but cool. Yeah, I'm uh, worried about all the directing changes. Oh yeah, it's good. Uh, nightmare but anyway so also coming out on december mm-hmm. 15th uh the animated film ferdinand about a, a bull and he goes to a china shop at one point so that's gonna do great why do i know about ferdinand the bull is that a book i think it is okay. yeah so that's the thing we're so educated <sighs> reading i'm, I'm not a kid <laughs> never was <laughs> no you i, I woke up I? like this yeah me too. I came right out Yep. Um, anyway, then the next week is December 20th. That welcomes in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer for this? Mm-hmm. It looks like a big old fart. Mm-hmm. Just walking around. It's one of those um, trailers that you watch the first time and you're like, that looks fun. And then you watch it the second time and you go, that's probably every funny part, huh? Yeah. It just has that and- feel of like, this is... And we're only going to get this trailer and the shorter version of it. They're not yeah. gonna, there's not going to be a second trailer where you're like, oh, there's so much more material. It's And I'm going to say kind of something controversial, not to cut you off. Okay, do it. I'm real tired of The Rock. Okay, um, I get that. I don't want to make him mad because he could, he could crush my skull yeah. with between his toes. I watched a trailer for Rampage. Whoa, I just kissed the microphone. That was a beautiful moment. I'm <laughs> glad I was here for that. I'm going to... Because I'd like to announce a new relationship. <laughs> Sparks flew. <laughs> um, I Rampage. Okay, is that a new movie? You know the video game, the old arcade game Rampage, where it's a a wolf and a ape and a crocodile, and they climb buildings and punch them. No, but that sounds okay. great. It's great. It's from the eighties, and it's it's one of the classic like just you're doing one thing and you just punch a building until it falls down. Uh-huh. They're making a movie out of it, starring. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He is what where does he find the time? I don't know, but also my favorite part of the trailer was from the director of San Andreas. And I was like, is that something you want to claim? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yikes. And it looks a lot like San Andreas, just like big panning shots of stuff falling apart. Um but yeah, I, I'm real I'm real tired of his business. And everybody t- talking about how great he is, and I'm like He's pretty charming. He's not that charming. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a great guy. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, know. yeah. Like, he seems like a nice guy in person. Yeah. Um, And I admire his work ethic because I literally, he has to have a time turner or something mm-hmm. because there's no way he can do all the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, Um, less controversial, not a big fan of Kevin Hart. Ooh. Um, Is that... Is that is that is that controversial in this room? I mean, I I don't know if it's controversial in this room. Okay, I just like I understand that Kevin Hart is not an actor that is for me, mm-hmm. and that is fine. But insofar as he isn't for me, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Why isn't he an actor that's for you? Because there is a lot of market for 
comedians who yell a lot. Yeah, and you're not. And I'm not really part of that. Yeah, I think I I just I'm like, you've got to have another gear. He's really great in his little guest role on Modern Family. Yeah, no, he's been good in things. Yeah, I, Nothing against the man. This is the material he chooses I'm I not just, a huge fan of. Well, I wonder how what he gets offered. Like, people that like that, I'm always like, are they just getting offered the same movie and the same role well, over and over again? Or are probably. Like, uh, or is it like, this is what I know I can do, so I'm just going to keep doing this? Or... I, I just can't or their agents are like you got to do this one this is gonna be great you and the rock again yeah well okay one thing i will say another yeah. one of the hardest working men in hollywood yeah. kevin hart's in everything mm-hmm. or at least he had like four or five movies come out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and i was like how are you doing this and um, i feel like every movie he makes is the same thing though it's like I him mean, yeah. and a bigger scarier guy that is true right and the bigger scarier guy's like shut up and he's like ah kevin hart mm-hmm. it's like, i'm gonna make some jokes. Yeah. Um, also, a return I'm not that excited for is Jack Black is in movies again. Yeah. Um, I think he's gone the way of like a Jim Carrey mm-hmm. or an Adam Sandler where it's like you had a shtick and now it's not really working anymore. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to pretend to be a 14-year-old girl in a fat man's body and it's going to mm-hmm. be hilarious. Yeah. That's it's, he's a, He's one that it's like he has <laughs> he's so solidified his his thing and like his shtick if you'll say if you want to say that that when he's tried to do other stuff like when he was in King Kong you just can't buy it for uh-huh. a minute cuz you're like what when's he going to do Jack Black <laughs> when's stuff? he going to fall down <laughs> he's going to get real mad and fall oh <laughs> nope no I guess not um and I, it sucks because I think he was at one point he was kind of a serious actor, but he was so funny in the first few things he did. School of Rock. Yeah, there's a couple other, other things. Ones. I mean, his little he, Gulliver's Travels. No, yeah, no. Um, um, it's almost like wait, how did he become a thing? What was his thing? I don't remember. I was it King Kong? <laughs> no. no, no, I know. Um, uh, you're right. School of Rock was like the his crowning achievement, though, because that was the movie he carried. But he he's great in High Fidelity. Oh yeah, like he had a bunch of really great little guest turns and stuff. And he and then and then I think he got put up at the pinnacle, and then he couldn't really carry movies. It's like Jack Black in another Jack Black movie. Mm. You're gonna get tired of his stuff. Uh, he was in that movie, The Holiday. Yeah. Um, oh, I just watched for the first time Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yes. Which was very funny. Very funny. And he plays one of the Beatles yes, in that great movie. Record. That yes. scene is amazing. That is a really good scene. I My favorite part about that movie is that they have all these people playing famous musicians and none of them look right or do a good impression. Oh, yeah. And it's so perfect. I That movie's such a great send up of all those other movies and I don't, pe- I don't think people got it. Yeah. Because we were like too... F- in the thick of the like Ray Charles, yeah, um, it's Ray. Walk it's the line, Walk the Line, and uh, there was another one right around that time where it was just like, here's a biopic about a about a musician, and it's the same story every time. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that was so good. That movie, because in the beginning he accidentally cuts his little brother in half with a machete, yeah. in Alabama or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm cutting half real bad, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Oh, it's so 
dumb. Yeah, it's it so, so fun. Dumb. It's so dumb, but it's so clever because they are really taking apart every one of those those tropes in those, those movies. movies. Yeah, and it's so it like I almost didn't even realize what I was watching the first time, and then I watched it again. And I was like, oh my god, this is I. It's like it it lines up so perfectly with those. You're the you're the wrong one lived. All yeah. That stuff. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, that movie was really fun, and the yeah. Beatles scene was the best. Um, gold. And uh, Kristen Wiig as his first wife, uh-huh. and she constantly has more children <laughs> in each scene. Um, yeah. Okay, that was great. A good digression. Jack Black has been good. Um, not excited for him in this movie. No, Karen Gillan. Happy she's getting roles. Love her. She's Love great her and everything. But yeah, um, be nice if she got other stuff. It's yeah. Like, oh, she's so good in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but no one knows it's her. Yeah, because she's all blue and bald yeah. and all that stuff, taking selfies and whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one last thing I want to say about Jumanji mm-hmm. is that it totally misses the point of Jumanji, mm-hmm. and not even in the sense that it's a video game and not a board game. Right. But in the sense that the point of Jumanji, the spirit of it was that it was bringing this weird animal world into modern suburbia. Yeah. And it was that juxtaposition. But this movie is just about people in the jungle being a video game. And it's yeah. like, that's not what Jumanji was. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where they had an idea and then they were like, oh, if we put Jumanji on it, then people will want to see it. Like, yeah. It's so not related to jumanji like it's a video game and you get sucked into it anybody could have made that movie but then they're like if we put jumanji then then like the the buzzfeed people will be into it yeah because like remember the 90s jumanji Uh, came out in the 90s yeah oh my god i saw the best click hole article are you Mm -hmm. aware of click hole it's like a fake buzzfeed right yes i have i've I've been suckered in a few times, yes. Yeah, it's it's like the onion but for BuzzFeed articles. Mm-hmm. And the best article I found, it's an article about SpongeBob. And it's just a bunch of SpongeBob gifts, mm-hmm. but it turns into this weird existential nightmare. Mm. The the head the the headline is it's the sponge. You love the sponge. <laughs> and uh Basically, just the like subtitle is "Here is the sponge. His antics excite you. He is from your past, and it feels good to see him." <laughs> and then there's just a bunch of pictures describing SpongeBob in really strange alien ways. Oh, that's great. Um, I really enjoyed that one. That's funny. I yeah, I'm I'm I missed out on the SpongeBob craze. Uh huh. I was in college, and it just didn't it didn't hit me when it was like first starting out i it was one of those things i was you know i was working with kids at that point and they were talking about it mm-hmm. i was like i don't get it yeah no so i won't go through the whole article mm-hmm. with you because you don't care yeah. but uh as a fan of spongebob from when i was a kid i was like yeah this really speaks to me <laughs> um also at that weekend the greatest showman have you seen trailers for this movie it oh. is the musical starring Hugh Jackman about P.T. Barnum creating his circus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the most glorious disaster, and I'm so excited. I'm so sad. I, All of my chips are on the board for The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. You're all in. I'm all in. Zac Efron is in it. <sighs> he does acrobatics with Zendaya. Um, and she has beautiful purple hair like Laura Dern because mm-hmm. that's going to be the theme of this yeah, December. I guess so. Um, and then there's going to be a bunch of Hugh Jackman scenes with little people and how he's inspiring them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bearded lady who's like, she's a great Broadway actress, the lady okay. who plays the bearded lady in that mm-hmm. movie. 
Um, well, wanna... Hugh Jackman is a great Broadway <sighs> actor too. And it's from the songwriters of La La Land, so that's a thing. Mm. Um, Pasek and Paul—they're actually they're they're good pop Broadway mm-hmm. songwriters. They just—they're fresh off Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, okay. Um, so, what if what if the this showman movie is actually good? Th- look, I have this secret dream in my heart that it's a great movie. Yeah, I don't think it will you be. You don't want to get your expectations up, though. No, my expectations are that it's going to be a beautiful disaster, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is. I just want Hugh Jackman to make a movie musical that's good. Why does he keep making bad ones? Uh, I like Les Mis okay. I get, yeah. I just feel like he's got a really, he's got a good voice. And in that movie, it was like, can he sing? Well, it was not in his register. Yeah, it was so strange. Which was weird. Check him out in The Boy from Oz. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. And uh, he's good. He did Oklahoma, too. He played Curly in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. He's done so much yeah. for the world. <laughs> yes. I remember I was looking up his early work recently, and he's done some crazy stuff. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's an interesting dude. He's an interesting dude. I showed there's this great clip of him recording the ADR or whatever. Uh, oh, for, for, Wolverine. for Wolverine. I saw that. And he's just like screaming into a microphone but he's completely in character like physically he's totally embodying wolverine i think it's for logan it's that movie i don't remember which movie it was but, but i he's saw just it like, and it was great and he's like huh, 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 and he's like totally the character and then it ends and then there's like a half a beat and then he looks right in the camera and smiles and he's hugh jackman again and you're like whoa and I, sh- I actually showed it to my class and they were like that was crazy like to see how physically someone can become a character like you don't He's been playing Wolverine for so long that you just kind of are like, yeah, Hugh Jackman, he's Wolverine. Then when he does anything else, it's like, that's Wolverine doing other stuff. But to see him actually like go in and out of that character is kind of cool. It's like, oh, that was a really great performance. Like, Yeah, and that really makes you appreciate it too because yeah. you take it for granted because yeah. they just trot him out and you're like, yeah, it's Wolverine. Yeah, it's Wolverine again. Mm-hmm. Did he say he set the record for playing the same character in a movie the most? I assume so. Yeah. Beating by like beating like Sean Connery. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the James Bonds has to be number two. Yeah, um, but also speaking of people who can transition in and out of roles, mm-hmm. I just watched a clip from Billy on the Street. Do you know this show? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I enjoy the show, but I've never watched a full episode. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the clips. Yeah, um, but he, it's a clip of him with Julianne Moore. Mm. and they're running around Times Square and having people pay her a dollar to act for them. Oh, my God, that's like, great. Or take pictures like they do with Elmo mm-hmm. or all the costumed characters. Yeah. So literally, um, he runs up to people and asks for a dollar, and they give him, and she does a scene from The Kids Are All Right, like of oh, her yelling at Annette Benning. That's great. And she just slams into it, and yeah. she starts crying. And then at the end, she just smiles and says, thank you. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. And there's there's a like a tourist guy who doesn't speak a lot of English and is clearly very confused. Mm-hmm. And then she just starts crying on cue and he's just really acting like, go comfort her. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But like seeing her transition between those mm-hmm. poles is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. I feel like at the beginning of her career, I could not stand her. And there was a turning point where I was like, oh, now I really appreciate her. But I think a lot of it was how she was being cast. They were like, we are forcing her into ingenue roles. And mm-hmm. and it just like wasn't enough for her. 
So it just yeah. un- it, a lot of like unpleasant characters, I guess. Yeah, like and she was the big movies she was in were kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like The Lost World, her role was boring. Oh yeah. Yeah, you forget she's in that movie yeah. because yeah, she's just there and it was like she's the hot new thing. Let's put her in the Lord uh-huh. character and and uh she they did the same thing for Hannibal where she replaced Jodie yeah. Foster. Yeah. And that was an existential no, I nightmare. Need to, I need to remember what her um the turning point was because there was a movie that she did something she did and I went, "Oh, she's so good." Mm. She was great in Kingsman 2. Oh. Um I still need to see that. Yeah. Uh, that will be a rental. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um that movie's very messy, but I enjoyed it a lot and Julianne Moore is superb. And yeah. she's the villain. Like, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Oh, she's great. And uh, it says, it's funny because it was like on IMDb, the one listing next to her name was the Big Lebowski. Oh, like, yeah. That was a. She she performed a scene from that on that YouTube video that's I was watching. Funny. I got to see what it was where I just, it like changed my view of her, not because um, it was almost like, oh, yeah, she is good. Like it just, I needed, it was like something that shook me out of my perception of her as someone that I didn't like. I think I need me one of those for Jeff Goldblum. It, maybe not. Maybe. I think you. I think you've nailed it. Oh, it might be Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, because she was Jack's Boston girlfriend. She's yeah. so funny on she that. She's really funny on that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's got like range. Oh, and the Sarah Palin movie. She's really great. Oh yeah, I, I saw that movie. Crazy Stupid Love. She was really good. Yeah, it was like a bunch of things in a row that and, I saw where I was like, oh, she's got like a range. She's and, not just. She seemed at the beginning of her career, it was like, and then she cries. Yeah. She was one of those, like, she cries on cue. Wow. I get it. Anyway. Yeah. And 30 Rock really gave a lot of people chances to prove how funny they were. Mm-hmm. Like, Salma Hayek was so good in that show. Yes. All of Jack's girlfriends are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the following weekend, after those two beautiful movies okay. that we're very excited for, mainly The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. I will be there opening night. <laughs> anyway. And also, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I will go see any Zac Efron movie in the theaters. Yeah. <laughs> he is my, uh, my aunt crush. Mm. Um, th- that's a thing. That's not a thing. Um, but my aunt always has, is like, Oh, I go see the Superman movies because Henry Cavill is really hot. Yeah. And so I just associate like seeing movies for a dude to be an aunt. That's thing. great. That is like a, an aunt thing. Yeah. Like you're, Oh, he's dreamy. I'll see him in everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my mom's list of people that she thinks are dreamy. Oh, I want to hear anything. This. <sighs> I don't Errol put her Flynn. On no. First of all, she's not that old. No, I. But, sorry, I didn't mean that. Was yeah. just that was the first name that came to my head. <laughs> but it's such a bizarre list. I'm um, so ready because these are Richard so... Dreyfus. She loved Richard Dreyfus. He was the hottest person in Jaws. Uh, yeah, which is a low bar. But... Um. Oh God! What's his name? He's on the Goldbergs as Pops now. Uh, oh no, I can't remember his name. George on. something. Carlin. Nope. But she loved him. Okay, let me see. Goldbergs. I will tell you. I'll get there first. I will. Well, you have internet, so that'll probably. George Siegel. Oh, okay. George Siegel. Mm-hmm. But there's, oh God, I can't remember. There's a there's a couple, but she used to, what would she say? She had some line that was just so mom. It's like, what, 
he could leave his shoes under my bed any day or something. Like really? some weird thing. And I was like, Mom, what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but she had all of her like crushes are like kind of, um, I don't know. I don't know. No, like, there not, there are some truly bizarre types. crushes out there. Yeah. Like, um, I, I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts about like people in Iowa talking about TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one about 30 Rock that I listen to and they really, really like Dennis Duffy. They're like, he's the most handsome man, Dean Winters. And it's like, okay. I mean, he's who fine. He? Um, the guy who says like, hey, dummy, he's like Tina Fey's boyfriend. You didn't oh, really yeah, watch yeah, that show yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah, 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 No, I know who it is. He's chaos in those insurance yeah. commercials. No, he was on Oz. That's oh. what we know him from, and he's real bad on Oz. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> um, I mean, he's great when he's playing. He's now found like a second career as guy who's really stupid. Uh huh. Um, but like he was on Rescue Me as Dennis Leary's brother. Oh, and. He was on Oz, and all those characters were supposed to be like kind of edgy, but he is one of those guys that just talks like this all the time, uh-huh. which makes "Hey, dummy, you're stupid." It like it really works in comedy, and then he's also on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's really funny. Oh, okay, as the vulture, and he's like, he's really funny. But again, it's I don't know how much of it is him actually being funny, and more just like it's a perfect place to put a guy that has no. Self awareness. <laughs> just a guy that just speaks in one tone all the time. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So we're almost done with December. Yeah. On December twenty second, we're getting Pitch Perfect three. Um, I think we've I talked swore about that movie already came out. I know. I think we've talked about the Pitch Perfect franchise. Yes. And about how you're a little bit confused by it, or like mystified by how it happened. Um, I really I watched the first one and I was like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Don't understand why there's a second one at all. Yeah, and the or a third. Look, there are good things about it. Mm-hmm. I like most of the cast. Um, these pre, this part two and part three are giving female directors huge movies to mm-hmm. open, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Banks has something to do with them, right? Doesn't she? Yeah, she them? she produces them. She directed the second one. Yeah, she and, can do no wrong. And me. she acts in all of them. Yeah. And she's her character is like far and away the best character in the whole franchise. Yes. However, her character is complete nonsense because. Who is she talking to? <laughs> that is what a is the audience <laughs> for a? That's the part where I'm like, it's a acapella competition, and they're doing play by play for whom? A TV audience? A radio audience? What are we doing? Is it is it on TV? I think they never no. Show it's the it's broadcast. the radio because they're talking. There's no camera. Maybe there is. It's very confusing. It's a great bit, but like they never fleshed out what they're doing there. And I love both of them together. I think they're both really funny. Mm-hmm. But I've always been like, wait, what is this for? That is a good point. Although yeah. maybe I'm not even I'm not going to defend that. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. But she's great. Um, and um, I'm going to see Pitch Perfect three. Mm-hmm. I love the first Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like that really. I was a freshman in college when it came out, and that it very much mirrors my progression through life. Mm-hmm. Like I have aged with Pitch Perfect much in the way that I once upon a time aged with Harry Potter. Okay. Um, and so like the trajectory of my college career and then mid college and then graduating college is very much the pitch perfect is reflecting that. (laughs) Um, so like that, yeah, I'm kind of following along. I'm like, I'm here for this. So, uh, one of the things it gave us is, um, and 
I don't know that anybody else experiences this in the world because not that many people are in the line of work that I am. The idea of the, what is it, the sing-off? Uh-huh. Where they, like, improvise. Yeah, it's a riff-off. Riff-off, where they sing at each other. Yeah. Watching high school kids. Oh, it's so good. Try to recreate that is one of the most painful things I've ever seen. And it's, it happened when we were doing, I think it was Legally Blonde was the musical we were working on. And that cast was like, we're going to have a riff off. It's so funny and so fun and we're so good at it. And then I watched and I was like, you guys, this is God awful. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh God, it was so bad. And I, and that's another one of those like, boy, do you have to some, suspend some dis- disbelief when you're watching those movies where they're like, oh, they said this word here, quick, everybody harmonize. Oh you're yeah, like, no, and it's like, <laughs> and everybody knows what the like bass sounds like yeah. in this one Rihanna song. It's like, no, of course not. It's preposterous. Yeah, you you can't do that with an acapella group. No, I mean, you can do it if it's just vocals and maybe some loose harmony. Oh, yeah, those kinds but, of things. It's funny because that and Glee. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like a lot of kids are doing vocal music stuff. Um, but I feel like I'm just shocked how few of them are like come into it and are completely crestfallen when they realize like when you sing a song in choir, you have to work on it for like a month before you're ready yeah. to perform it. And well, the- on Glee, it was like, I know what we should do tomorrow. Well, yeah, because the thing about Glee is they didn't want to just keep doing the same song over and over and yeah. over again. So it was always like, oh, no, they stole our set list. We have we have two minutes. Let's mm-hmm. pick a song. And yeah. then it's fully choreographed yep. and it's beautiful. Yeah. And th- like I enjoy that ludicrous style mm-hmm. of a musical drama. Yeah. Uh, comedy, whatever. So it doesn't really bother me I but obviously really, it's super i really felt for uh the choir teacher that was there when you were there where oh, yeah because that was right at the height of glee and the kids would be like can we do hooked on, or no what was it don't stop believing oh and yeah she was like that's what <laughs> you wanted okay and then she like arranged it all for them and they were like this is too hard <laughs> <laughs> she was like well yeah it's a hard song to do acapella did you think you could just be steve perry (laughs) that's what well and then they were like but on glee they just did it like straight up that was their thing oh no they did it on glee anyway oh boy not real life everyone yeah um but okay uh pitch perfect three what was i saying it's all gone everything's gone okay out of my brain i interrupted that's fine that's how it works and usually i'm good at pulling it back yeah but it all went bye-bye um oh i'm a little worried that Mm -hmm. this movie is going to lean more on original songs because i thought the original song they introduced in part two was very bad um because why would they do that i don't know because glee tried that too um because eventually they're like we can sell some singles (sighs) um which they were already doing yeah um but so in the last movie Haley Steinfeld has like a notebook of songs mm. and she's like, I'm a freshman. Oh, mm. don't read my notebook. Oh no. And then eventually, of course they have to perform one at the big finale thing. Mm-hmm. And the song is terrible. I, I commend its uh, authenticity of being almost exactly what a freshman girl would write in yeah. her notebook of lyrics. Um, but everyone acts like it's a great song. Yeah. Should it, was it intentionally bad? No, no. Cause it was written by Sam Smith and Sia. Um, and it has all of the treacly droning qualities that that combination would imply. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's a, uh, it's not good. And then it's performed on the I soundtrack. Like Sia. Is that bad that I like no, Sia? no, 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 okay. no. Like, Sia grew on me because mm-hmm. her voice is rough, mm. but her songwriting is pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that combination is poison. Mm-hmm. And then they had Jesse J perform it. <laughs> oh, on the soundtrack. It's the weirdest combination of yeah, creative. It's funny because I kind of like all three of them, and I'm like, no, you, no, it's you can't combine like chocolate and lemons and wasn't spaghetti. Those are all okay. good things, yeah, but they don't go together. No, and then anyway, so basically, there's a part in the trailer for Pitch Perfect Three where they're competing in some sort of international competition because you got to go course. bigger. Uh, also, there's some sort of spy subplot that I'm very confused by. There's an action sequence in a kitchen with... Of course uh, there is. Yeah, with uh, Rebel Wilson. Oh, no. Yeah, it's going to be... talk about somebody whose act has worn thin. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. But anyway, so there's a scene where it's like, oh, you're doing... You're still doing cover songs in this competition. Oh, so like the other bands are judging them. And it's like, but... but but their original songs are so bad. <laughs> I hope it's not only original songs, and it can't be. Oh God, it can't be right. They have to do cups again because that's the one song. Cups, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. But I'll be there. We'll see what that's what's going on with that. I always there's a, the kid that was Evan Hansen and dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, Ben Platt. Ben Platt. It's so weird to me that in the first movie. He's like, I'm the guy that didn't get in. Like, oh yeah, but he what? He's so good. <laughs> he's so good, and they never they don't justify why he's not in it because like, he does magic and he's a nerd. They're an acapella group. <laughs> that is not something that in college has status. That was my issue. Uh-huh. That was another issue. It was like these are this is not something that would be this cool. Look at all these rival acapella groups. Like there were acapella groups in college, and everybody was like, cool. Have fun with that's that. That's fine. Like, it wasn't I, nerdy or cool, but that's also part of colleges. No one's judging. Like, no one Yeah, no like, one really cares. You do magic. You're a nerd. Like, that wouldn't happen. No, because everyone's be like, got their own thing in their own place to do that thing. Um. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. I have never liked that one joke where they say Aka and then insert a word after it. Not Because funny. that's not a joke. And it's also a joke that was used in... Was it not another teen movie where they were? This is not a cheer, cheer, this is a cheer tatership. Like, oh, um, but it was front, they were making fun of Bring It On. Yeah. So I think Bring It On used cheer as that same joke. Probably. I don't know, but the, the Aka, the Aka thing is an eldritch nightmare of a joke because mm-hmm. it keeps coming back and it's never been funny. No. And I think the first movie was very funny, but that mm-hmm. joke is like a, huge clunker and that's the thing that's really taken off Mm -hmm. and i don't know why it is very bad there are parts of that movie that for because i haven't seen the second one but there's parts of that movie where i'm like did they know the camera was on (laughs) like when the girl starts throwing up everywhere oh yeah and then the one girl is doing vomit angels yeah that's like what are we doing who would do that doesn't this is totally inexplicable like it's not funny it's just gross and like uh. anyway i do like pitch perfect and yes. i will be watching this new one yeah also uh have you heard of the movie pass 
I heard about it recently, yes, and I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, it is a very cool thing, and a lot. The only reason I even basically the idea is you pay a very low amount of money per month, mm-hmm. and you can see any movie you want in the theaters. There's as, probably going to be some sort of restrictions, like, like there, you can't see it opening weekend. Or you something. can, you, but you can only see one per day, and certain theaters don't take it. Okay. Like I hear AMC is really fighting against it. Right. Um, and I got one this mm-hmm. year cause they had a sale where it was, as long as you paid a year in advance, it's like six bucks a month. Right. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my like movie critic friends really swear by it. Yeah. And cause I was like, this has to be a scam. There has to be something wrong with it. And there is, I hear their customer service is really bad, but I'm very excited for it to come. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see how it works and see if it's as like magical as I imagine it is. And I yeah. think it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, Okay. So I don't know that I would see 12 movies in a year. See, that's the thing about you. But you know what I mean? Me. Yeah, but yeah. But that's what this this is why it works for them. For you, somebody that goes to the movies all the time. Yeah. But most people don't go to the movies once a month. Mm-hmm. So they're actually that's why it works. It's the same as like well, the one thing I can't understand how it works is Amazon Prime because I don't understand how I get free shipping on everything and I get movies and TV and I get music. I'm like, when are they going to figure this out that I, I'm I'm winning? I'm basically stealing from them. Yeah, but like this idea of the subscription is really becoming popular because yeah. it, it guaranteed business and they also know that like, especially if there's an automatic renewal, they know that most people will forget about it and be like, oh, oh well, yeah, I guess I'll just keep it for another year. So and it's like they've got you as a customer. It's smart. And I think the thing with the theater chains and movie pass is the thing that it's always been because the theaters don't make the money off of the ticket sales. Nope, they make they the won't. money off of their $8 popcorns. Yeah. And if you're in the theater all the time, yeah. you're, they're going to break you down. Yeah. Or you're going to get really clever about bringing food in. Yeah. I mean, I already am. I'm yeah. pretty cool. I'm Don't don't say it on the podcast. I'll tell you I'm pretty slime. Um, I put it in my pants. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to test it out and see how that goes. And I'm excited to use it on all these movies mm-hmm. <laughs> because that way I can get them for as free as possible. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and yeah, like, look, I'm going to make my money back in like a month and a half. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Anyway, so that's what's, uh, is there anything else? I accidentally clicked away from the page. So give way me one to second. go. We got Pitch Perfect 3, and then that's pretty much the end of the month. Mm -hmm. That movie Downsizing about Matt Damon getting really tiny Mm. is a a thing. Um, And then Daniel Day-Lewis supposedly his last performance before he retires, uh, Phantom Thread is coming out. I'm guessing it's a very serious movie. Probably. Yay. Womp womp. We've talked about Daniel Day-Lewis in our method acting mm-hmm. rant. One of my favorite things is like his biggest moment, his most memorable moment on screen is so over the top it became comedy. I Drink Your Milkshake. Oh, yes. Like that became like this comedy thing and he's so deadly serious and then he's kind of known for this like absurd I drink your <laughs> milkshake. Like, it's so <laughs> bizarre. And that's probably going to be what lives on about him. Because can you remember? Well, My Left Foot. I mean, yeah, we know the movies. Lincoln. But can you remember a moment? Oh, I mean, I've never seen either of those movies. Yeah. 
He's um, good in Gangs of New York, but I can't. I honestly, but that he that character's really over the top too. It's so over the top. I'm going to fact check this, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've seen any Daniel Day Lewis movie all the way through, mm. um, because he makes movies that I don't care about. Uh, I would see the two Irish ones he did, The Boxer and In the Name of the Father. Both of them okay. are really really good. And it was kind of pre. He's Daniel Day Lewis in a movie. Uh-huh. It was just like good movies. No, and that makes sense. And I'm I I oh I've seen Gandhi. I didn't know he was in that. Oh. Yeah, that's before anybody. That doesn't really count. Yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, unbearable lightness of being, my left foot. Yeah, I've not seen any of this. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, he's good in that. That's good. But he's not oh, yeah. doing anything. He's just kind of action starring it. Yeah. Look, I'm sure it's good. This is stuff because Last of the Mohicans came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. I was not alive. No. Nope. Um. So and that that's, was a big deal that year, though. Oh yeah. No, but that's the kind of movie that I, if it came out now. Mm-hmm. I might go see it. Oh, yeah. I might toss it a couple bucks and be like, hey, mm-hmm. okay, I'll see what this is like. But that's not the type of movie that I dive into the past to watch. No. And it doesn't come up. It's not something that ever comes up. It's not something that's lived on. It's really good, but it's it's a long, slow. Yeah. Epic. But it's kind of action-y. He's like a... Mm. Yeah, I have not seen a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. That's pretty impressive. But he's only he's only been in 29 things mm-hmm. and a lot of those were early in his career. Yeah, no, he only does one movie every couple of years. So yeah. Not... His before Phantom Thread, he did Lincoln and that was a 5-year gap. And then 3 years before that, he was in 9. And then 2 mm-hmm. years he was in There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. And then 2 years is The Ballad of Jack and Rose. Yeah, he hasn't been in a lot. Yeah. Not my fault. <laughs> in your lifetime, yeah, he hasn't been in very many movies and Definitely none that you'd want to watch. I don't no. think that there are any that anybody would want to watch. Nobody wants to watch him in anything. Yeah, everyone's obligated I to feel watch like him. I should because I'm going to be watching award shows and I'm going to want to know what the hell they're talking about. Uh huh. I'm so interested in what the Oscars are going to look like this year mm-hmm. because what is it? What's it, what's it going to be? Obviously, like we're right at the beginning of the season where mm-hmm. all the Oscar stuff hits and it's annoying. Yeah. Um, I think Get Out will be really. It yeah, will be up I, look, because it's the most talked about movie of the year. It is, but I look. I can see Get Out being nominated for a Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. I can't see it being Oscar nominated. It will be really. Yeah, I I it hope will it be is. Even if it, I don't. I mean, it won't win. Mm, it might. It might get the Mad Max Fury Road nod, mm. where it's like you're a good movie, mm-hmm. best picture nominee, but there's no way you're winning. We're going to give it to Spotlight for no reason. <laughs> Spotlight was so generic. <laughs> Ooh, um, don't get him started. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, wait. What else came out this year, though? This year? Uh, That's like okay, look, in that category. Yeah, we're looking at the disaster artist. Right. No, uh, no. Uh, I don't know. This may be the oh. year where Oscar movies didn't, like, "Quote unquote Oscar movies uh-huh. didn't come out. There's well, no. We've got Call Me by Your Name, which just came out. Oh, that's the one that has all the buzz. Yeah, yeah, which I'm excited about mm-hmm. as as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, what? A gay man, but I made it one You're... word. Oh yeah, um, forgot to tell you. Oh, okay. Um, does does that change uh, you wanting to do this podcast? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm totally comfortable. Did you totally, Did you totally, notice totally. Uh, earlier when I said Kate Blanchett was hot? Um, I that, that should have been your clip. first clue. <laughs> the Zac Efron thing. I was wondering about that. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You're uh, like, I'm just imagining someone being like, 
Stop shoving it down my throat. <laughs> but also that's really inappropriate <laughs> knowing. But like a lot of straight people who are like, I get it, you're, I gay. Get it, you're gay. But it's like, I'm just living my life, man. <laughs> just living my life. Feel um, the need to proclaim my sexuality every 15 minutes. Just got to do it. That's not how that's what I, that's not. What I do. I'm straight. I just say it all the time. Mm-hmm. As a straight guy, this is how I feel. No, but a lot of... start every sentence with that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but a a lot of people, like, when you just talk about someone you think is hot, they're like, yeah, you're gay. It's like, can can I just talk? (laughs) Yeah, no. No, straight people get to talk about this stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's so annoying. Anyway, so... We we get to say things like that. You have to kind of just nod and be like... Yeah, you have to (laughs) not talk about things that I think are gross. Yeah, like I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I won't boo for you. Anyway, um, this is... Welcome to Cast Party. This is a podcast about ranting about LGBT issues, apparently. Yeah. Um, but call me by your name. I have not seen it. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. It's probably going to be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Bird? Um, Greta Gerwig's directorial debut is getting crazy, like, great reviews. Okay, Greta Gerwig is? She is a mumblecore actress who works with Noah Baumbach a lot. Okay. He makes movies that I also don't watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I... I feel like I kept reading about her, and I'm like, I recognize well, that name, but why? She, she was Frances Ha. Did you see that? Nobody saw that. I didn't see it. My dad really liked it. <laughs> um, why is your dad so much cooler than us? He's so cool. It's so annoying. It's really frustrating. Um, but also, she played Jackie's friend in Jackie. I'm seeing that, she plays Nancy Tucker. Yeah, she's just the best friend. <laughs> it makes no sense that there's a best friend mm-hmm. role in that movie. Um, Portlandia, she was on an episode of that. It looks oh, like yeah. She has a mermaid. I seem to remember that being good. Um, She's done stuff that you have heard of, but mm, whatever. Nope. Lady Bird is what people are kind of calling the like female response to boyhood, which is not really a selling point for me. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, um, it's not a turn on. Yeah, what else? She is was in Arthur. Was she the love interest in Arthur? Which which one is Arthur? That's the one. With it's the, the one that right? was Dudley Moore, and then they made it with uh, Russell Brand. Oh, oh, okay. And it was a bad idea from beginning to end because yep. why they were like, well, this guy has kind of a similar reputation as Dudley Moore. Let's just do it. Yeah, is that her? Maybe because. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she's the love interest in it. Okay. It's not a good um movie. there are certain white women in acting where it's like you look like a white woman who's an actress. Oh like my God, you are she was pretty in Greenberg. I've generic. seen that and I okay. thought that was a different actress because she's so generic. She's the same she's the same as uh um 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 the one that is in the big sick. Oh oh Oh, Zoe Kazan. Yes. And the Mara sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like in that category of like, she's interesting looking. I can't tell if she's yeah. attractive she's or not. She's got like a round there. face yeah. shaped like a heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there, there's certain, it's like, like, uh, like I said, I don't know what Kate Beckinsale looks like because mm-hmm. she looks like a woman. Mm-hmm. She's just like there. I get it. You're gay. So, yeah no see i have no vested interest in it so you have to be really special for yeah. me to not I, I don't know um so that's what that's what that is mm-hmm. um yeah other than that i don't know what the oscars are gonna look like i really it's that's weird 
I have no idea because the all the movies, I mean, The Big Sick has been nominated for a bunch of stuff, and I'm excited about that because I love both of those people, but yeah, will but it make it into the Oscar conversation or just like an end Oscar the, movie? Yeah, will it just end at the Independent Spirit Awards? Maybe they'll toss one at Holly Hunter or something? Yeah. Ray Romano? Yeah. I even said that like Ray Romano. That was impressive. Ray Romano here. <laughs> Welcome. Everybody loves me. I was in the big sick. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Give me an impression to do while you're looking up whatever you're looking at. Um, do an impression of Alan Rickman. Turn to page 74. That was too good. Thank you. That was really good. I told you I'm really good at impressions. Yeah, that's the first one that was at all accurate. Mr. Potter. <laughs> all right. Why does this say Mr. McLean. There you go. Ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun now. Okay, this is... I'm trying to find a picture of Kate Beckinsale in this movie because I feel like this is... It's called Cold Comfort Farm. Okay. And I'm like, does that look like Daisy Ridley? Sure, yeah. Okay. It looks like her character in Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. See, that's where I, that's what I think it is. I think it's... I think it's Kate Beckinsale in this movie. Okay. But there's not a lot of good pictures of her from the movie on IMDb because nobody saw it. It was just me and my weird drama friends in high school. Yeah. Ian McKellen's really great in it. Okay, I can do an impression of him. Okay. I'm Ian McKellen. <laughs> I play with magnets. That's good. Got it, Magneto. <laughs> yep. I was, I um, was, for some reason, I was like, Gandalf doesn't have magnets. I'm one of the wizards. I thought he was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Saruman or whatever. <laughs> nope. I'm... Gandalf. Yeah. You shall not pass. That's him. Uh, have, have you <laughs> I'm going to my grandmother's house with these biscuits. <laughs> That's what? what he did, right? <laughs> what? He was Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, I don't think I saw that movie. No, I'm in a place where <laughs> that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that was like my version of the Akka joke where it's like not funny and also not a joke, but I'm very enjoying it. I'm I, I'm very enjoying it too. Thank you. I'm very tired at this point. I understand. Um it's about time to wrap up, mm-hmm. but I feel like I want to do more impressions though. Okay. Just drive as many listeners away <laughs> as possible. Well, I mean we started the episode with dozens, so maybe a mm-hmm. dozen. Not maybe. this episode. Like the last episode, definitely. Okay. Give me one more. One more? Tom Cruise. What is he even? I, I just run around in a circle and yeah, then that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. No, it has to It has to come organically. Okay. Um. So I don't think I can do it anymore. I'm sorry. I, I, the I moment will, has passed. I will retire from doing impressions, much like Daniel Day-Lewis has retired from acting. Sure Um. Is. Which means... He's so important. Yeah. He's so Just important. like my impressions. Um, but also, he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back, and everybody's gonna kiss his feet. And he's a good actor. That's great. But like, well, he's it's not God's gift to acting. Mm-hmm. And it's like how I Steven should. Soderbergh constantly retires from directing, and then he oh, shoots I... a movie, and then he directs more movies. Yeah. It's like I get it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I knew he ever retired. Yeah, exactly. Because he retires and then makes some movies like a year later. Yeah, Hugh Grant has retired like five times, and really he's the new. <gasps> This movie is actually Wars? no. He's gonna be at Paddington Two, which I'm really so stupidly excited for. Okay, I loved the first Paddington. Okay, 
it's right up my alley for I'm some listening. reason. I just loved it. Jack and I laughed the entire time. Okay. Uh, and it's a lot of like hackneyed jokes like, oh, he flooded the bathroom. But they just had a way of doing those things where you're like, oh, no, he's making a mistake. But they would kind of kick it up a notch in a in a sweet. It was just like a very sweet film. Okay. Film? Should be a film. <laughs> Movie. Uh, entry in the cinema canon. Yeah. Uh, but in the second one, it's uh, I think Hugh Grant plays the bad guy. And I'm excited because okay. I feel about Hugh Grant the way you feel about Zac Efron. He's a beautiful man. It's not, I guess it's not along those lines. It's more, I just, I like him in everything, even when it's bad. Oh, I don't like Zac Efron in everything. Yeah. He's mostly terrible, but he's very I want, pretty. I weirdly root for Zac Efron to like figure it out and be good yeah. in a movie. No, I feel like he could, but he just doesn't. No, I don't think he can act. No, I'm not. I think he's a. <laughs> He's like a Jeff Goldblum in some cases in that he... How dare you, sir. I know. Is it because Bloom is in his name? Is that why you don't like him? Probably. It's racism. It should be Goldblum. I know. He spells it right. I know. Um, No, it's that like he can be well cast. Mm -hmm. I think he's well cast in Neighbors. Like, because he's just playing a bro who's clueless and dumb. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is. Because like... There's no levels. There's never any levels to no, him. He's I don't like, think he has any. No, I I mean I I feel like his grasp of acting is like I make faces. Uh-huh. And anytime oh, someone yeah. that's what they think acting is like it it can last a little bit. Like it can last for a few movies. You can get away with it and then after a while people are like so you, so you you're just this You're just going to not do anything. Yeah, you're just going to make faces and not be connected at all to the material. Oh, man. One thing I am very excited for in The Greatest Showman is it shows all of these characters. And it's like, Zac Efron, he's beautiful. Zendaya, she's beautiful. There's a bearded lady. She's great. Um, but then, like, there's these rapid cuts, like, in all trailers of, like, all the cool scenes you're going to see mm-hmm. in this movie. And there's just a random scene of Zac Efron in a hospital covered in bruises. I'm like, what happens in this movie? I'm so excited. He fell down. Yeah, probably. He, f- Wait, he probably Zen- fell off a trapeze. Zendaya, Ugh. is that the one that's in Spider-Man? She is in Spider-Man. Now, who is she? Why should I know her? She only has one name for she, some reason. She's a Disney person. She was in like a, one of them Disney shows that was people she watched. she Dancing with the Stars? I don't think so. I think she was. Maybe. Because my parents young. were talking she's about new. her. Um, I will look. Because okay. I know she was on a Disney show. Like I think a, she was on Dancing with the Stars. She's the only person to go on to more success after Dancing with the Stars ever. But, but how? She's so young. Uh, she, they wouldn't let her dance. They wouldn't let her dance. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And she's really good in in uh, Spider Man. Yeah, no, she's she's cool. Um, let's see, she was in Taylor Swift's Bad Blood video. Um, she's like, well, because Zendaya's like a singer. Um, mm-hmm. she was she was in a Disney show called Shake It Up. That's where the kids learned about her. Mm-hmm. Those kids. Um, I don't think she was in Dancing with the Stars, but I will double check. I swear she was. I'm My looking at talking about her. She played Self in Lip Sync Battle. Mm. She was in that. I think she was. I think she was the competitor for Tom Holland she when was. he did his awesome umbrella routine. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? I did watch it finally. Okay. It was very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She just kind of happened. Okay. You know what? Okay. She was a contestant, I guess. On Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Yeah, but That's also was she saying. was a guest judge at some point. Mm, okay, it looks like she was a contestant on season 16. So like years ago. <laughs> or or year last ago. year. Yeah. But like, we're on season like 22 now. There's so many reality shows. 
They, Don't get me started. It's bananas. Anyway, um, we've been talking for an hour and a half. We have. Um, I'm sure everyone's really excited about listening to it, mm-hmm. but we should wrap it up. Okay. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Cast Party Pod. Find us on Facebook at Cast Party. Um, Eric McCormick, you can email us at castpartypod at gmail.com for complaints. Um, we didn't talk about you that much in this episode, so I apologize. Not at all, because you're not in any movies, because why would you be? You're the Jeff Goldblum of TV, Eric McCormick. No, because Jeff Goldblum provokes emotions in me. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who are we talking about that was just somebody that's there? We uh, said that about Greta somebody. Gerwig? Mm-hmm. Or like a Kate Beckinsale? Mm-hmm. No, because they at least, yeah. people like them. Yeah. Who is there? I've heard Kate Beckinsale's hard to work with. I don't know why I'm breaking this up. We already stopped the show. Anyway, it's over. (laughs) We're a proud member of the Pod People Podcast Network, and our theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off their album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, man. Don't poop your pants. I'm Meryl Streep. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Why is she English? <laughs> Why is everyone English? That's all I know. Ew, I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm an inglorious bastard. <laughs> wait, wait, quick, for my mom, George Seagal. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's the grandpa in the Goldbergs. I don't watch he's that on show. Just shoot me in the 90s. No, these aren't working. No. Um, Richard Dreyfus. I'm Richard <laughs> That's Meryl Streep. <laughs> I'm Zendaya. <laughs> Please watch me in my new film, um, <laughs> The Greatest Show. <laughs> it was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Mm, okay, bye everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers. Just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.